Welcome to the CFN Podcast. What's going on, everyone? This is the CFN Podcast. I am extremely happy to be on here with all of you. Happy uh, Saturday morning. Um, just woke up today, and my nutritionist, Jocelyn, uh, we've been talking about me doing a podcast about uh, me gaining weight over this past year of working with her, and I wanted to make sure I hit our goal number and uh, was able to maintain it before I got on here and talked to you guys about uh, my journey. So obviously you know what today's episode is about, um, just from me telling you right now, and we're going to go in-depth with that as much as I can. I'm not going to break down every single little statistic and macro and calorie. It's not what I'm here for, because in the big picture, that kind of stuff is going to be tailored towards you. That's, you know, if I tell you something... You know, I don't want someone to take it and run with it and think that's the number they should be hitting. So we're not going to go over any of that today. We're just going to go over how it changed um, my life in general, uh, what I had to go through, the changes I had to make to my daily lifestyle as well, and sort of that kind of route. You know, we're just keeping it casual. We're not really going into anything data-driven or anything like that other than my weight gain. So before we do that, uh, just want to give a little bit of a book review for you guys. That's why I haven't been doing these podcasts as regular. Um, all my free time has been shifted towards this book that I'm writing, and it is completely self-edited now. Um, I may have some beta readers, so if you're listening, maybe you'll get a chance to read some chapters and contribute to the book. I would love that. But that's a little bit down the road. So before we send it off to the real editors and everything like that, and I have to find some way to create cover art and (laughs) and publish it, of course, Um, it's a long journey, but it's been very fulfilling. And I'm very excited to share a lot of my life with everyone. Um, If you haven't heard the podcast episodes and stuff like that. So if you still listen to these, you have a good insight to what my book will be about. I'm just going to say that. But I appreciate you guys taking the time today to listen. So without further ado, let's talk about it. Uh, Let's jump right in. And today's episode is about me gaining weight. And I gained 16 pounds since April of 21. Yes, 16 pounds. So we're going to go over all of it. Uh, Just some background info. I've been working with Jocelyn LeMay. Uh, She's amazing. She's amazing, guys. Um, I got an opportunity to work with her at Union Fitness a couple years ago, back in 2019. And since then, she has worked her ass off to get nutrition certifications. She's a competitive CrossFit athlete. She is just the best. So um, I started at 170 pounds. And (laughs) when we started, I dropped to 164 because I began using macros and not really counting calories. She gave me a goal number of calories she wanted me to program into MyFitnessPal, which is an app that I used on my phone to track all my food. So if you don't know what that is, that's what it is. And I'm going to go into more depth about how that helped me a ton, even though some people 
don't like using that app a lot. So I went from 170 to 164 and we're going to get into that. But yeah, like I said, this has been a crazy journey and just some backstory. Uh, like I said, Jocelyn and I worked together at Union Fitness and I saw over our years of separation from the company that she went on and she started her own nutrition brand called Tamed Nutrition, T-A-M-E-D Nutrition. Um, she has an Instagram page for it. She does stuff on her own page as well. Uh, she's really great. And I think what she's trying to do and what she is doing with her clients was super cool. And I thought, what way to help myself than to get a hold of an old friend? You know, and I think the first step of us trying to lose or gain weight is actually admitting we need to and finding a positive outlet because there's so many out there. The The market is so saturated with people who are personal trainers and nutritionists and stuff like that. It's hard to trust people and it's hard to understand where your money is going and how it's being used. Um, I can't speak for other people, but I knew I would be safe with spending my money with Jocelyn easily it was a it was a no-brainer um, and all through high school and college I had weighed about 168 to 170 ish pounds uh, remind you that I was on the ice six to seven days a week in high school um, I was burning a lot more calories than I was taking in a lot more and although you know, I was doing a lot and I was lifting and things like that. I was never able to gain weight. But again, I never really weighed myself. So I just feel like I always looked the same and I felt the same. I didn't care much about lifting weights and, you know, taking into account how important nutrition is uh, for hockey players and athletes in general. I know that's completely ironic because I'm a strength and conditioning specialist for probably the top rated sports performance team in the western region of PA but uh, it took some time and I think the irony in all of this is beautiful um, since I was competing and playing hockey like I said I was burning a shit ton more of calories than I was ever taking in and when I was living with my roommates um, at Slippery Rock I just wasn't I wasn't eating enough like I would eat the chicken rice veggies the beef the rice the veggies pasta all that good stuff right I didn't have an issue with that it was okay you know it was more intuitive eating when I was hungry I would eat or every like two to three hours I would try to eat something or have a snack but it obviously wasn't enough and um, even though I like I said even though I was lifting and just getting into all this stuff and I was carrying what I had from high school um, it got to a point where you can't outrun nutrition especially based on your own goals that's just how it is. And this is when I knew it was time to kind of take that leap of faith and put my trust into someone else's hands to gain weight. And that's what I eventually wanted to do. So why did I do it? Um, I didn't do it for sports. I didn't do it for anyone. I didn't do it for a girl. Hell no. Um, I didn't do it for family. I didn't do it for anybody. I did it for myself because uh, basically I just didn't want to be a little bitch anymore. <laughs> That's the easiest way to put it. I don't want to be a little bitch. Uh, even though my friends that are listening right now, they're probably like, dude, CJ, you're still a bitch. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> that's that's just a very truthful, meaningful reason why. And I, I was just shocked that, you know, some of my friends were gaining weight and getting bigger and 
loving what they're doing and lifting and stuff like that. And here's me. I was weighing in at like 168 pounds. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what am I doing wrong? And some people, they will just naturally gain weight and gain muscle. We, we can't uh, really outrun genetics either. And that's just how it is. So people like me or someone like you, maybe, uh, we got to find outlets. We got to find stuff to do. So when I was in South Carolina, I didn't have the resources or the income to really focus on nutrition for what I wanted to achieve. Of course, I wanted to look good. Like I was living in the South. Uh, I was going to the beach a lot. My shirt was off a lot. And although I feel like I looked pretty damn good, um, I just felt skinny all the time. I felt frail. And I felt like if I got hit the wrong way, um, it's not that I would crumble, but (laughs) it would hurt, you know? And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. I I felt bad. Like I was working 12 hours a day from 7 to 7 in a gym, uh, co-running it with my amazing general manager, Caitlin. And, you know, we just grinded every day. And it got away from us, and I wasn't able to eat all the time. And but I wanted to gain weight, but I wasn't doing it right. And I was following a lifting plan. I was actually paying for a coach to make me programs. Yes, coaches need coaches. Okay, don't ever forget that. Even though I was a strength coach and a fitness director, like I didn't want to make the time to program for myself. So sometimes it's better to seek help from those who have a lot more experience than you and understand and are willing to help you. Same thing with nutrition here with Jocelyn. So I was paying for a lifting coach. Um, but I started to realize that as the intensity and the volume and the the strength goals went up, right, and the demand went up for my deadlifts, my box squats, my benching, stuff like that, uh, I often had no energy. Like I would walk in the gym some days and I didn't know how to eat properly and um, I just wouldn't have any energy left to finish my last two sets of deadlift or I would have to take weight off and do that. Like I wasn't able to get my entire routine down Um, and I ended up hurting myself a few times I preached to my high school kids and all the people I train at Allegheny Health Network you know how important food and rest is and if you realize you're getting bigger and you're getting taller and you're a teenager and you're just kind of growing you have to supplement that with enough food you can't eat like a little baby bird you just can't (laughs) you can't Um, or you're gonna hurt yourself like I did and there were a couple times where you know I would pull a muscle or tweak my back or um, you know things with my shoulder just from overuse with hockey and getting hit over the years like they started to break down and I thought it was my lifting but what I realized was um, I just wasn't eating enough and I was doing more research about how the impact of food has on the demands of your sport, the demands of your lifting, whatever your goal may be, and I just wasn't keeping up, and I was getting very frustrated and pissed off with myself because I was trying to put all this demand and workload on myself, but my body was like, hey man, like we need more fuel in the tank if you want to try to do this shit, and I just wasn't connecting the dots back then so I was eating right and I was pretty cut up but I just wasn't eating enough so when I moved home uh, I had a little bit more flexible income when I got hired by Allegheny Health Network and I could spend that on someone helping me and I kind of thought you know I, I have expenses I have student loans like all of you do and I needed to find ways to pay for a nutritionist or a dietitian, whatever it may be and 
just do different. And if I had to cut expenses, if I had to cut out things I like, if I had to cut out buying new clothes or new shoes or anything like that, first of all, I don't give a fuck about material things, um, especially when it comes to like brand new Nikes for work or brand new this or that and keeping up with different types of clothing or just anything along those lines, right? Like I would rather go to Walmart and pay $5 for aviators that look the same as Ray-Bans that cost $200. Like it, sunglasses is a perfect example. So um, that's just how I am. So what, once I moved home and I was able to get my finances under control um, and I had a little bit more breathing room, um, I started helping my mom pay rent. I write her a $400 check every single month to help with groceries, bills, stuff like that, and just cost of living while I'm at home. And part of that includes me branching out to pay Jocelyn for this nutrition help. And I started shifting my focus towards, okay, time to take care of my body, not as much take care about how I look to other people. And I think in the big picture, the sooner you can figure that out, the sooner or later you're going to be more happy with yourself. And when you spend a lot more time thinking about how your body reacts to certain foods and certain types of exercise and stuff like that, um, it gets really sweet. And sometimes we don't know until we hire someone. And sometimes that's what we have to do because we can think we're doing all the right things until someone else looks at you and goes, well, why don't you try doing this? Or why don't you try to add this? And it's not people just being mean or giving their two cents. These are people that were probably in your shoes and they just want to help. And they just want to educate you. And that's what Jocelyn did for me. Um, so I cut out, you know, subscriptions to certain things. I think I only have one subscription to Disney Plus, just <laughs> just for Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Um, I, I binge a lot of uh, usernames off my brother for like HBO and Netflix and everything. So I guess that counts. But I don't even watch TV since I've been so busy writing my book and doing this shit. So. Um, I cut out a lot of material things in my life, you know, buying that extra thing or seeing something cool online that I just want to buy for no reason, even if I have some extra money to spend. Like, I just didn't want to do that. Um, so I paid Jocelyn $150 per month, yep, per month, the eighth of every month, plus uh, money for groceries. Like I said, I wrote the check for my mom every single month as well. So I shifted all of my focus towards paying for nutrition, not as much paying for lifestyle because in the end the nutrition and the exercise will dictate your lifestyle um not the newest pair of nike blazer shoes just because that's what people on tiktok are wearing to lift in you know screw all that doesn't matter um anyway i knew it was time to compete with myself uh since i didn't have hockey anymore you know how many of us listening right now are just kind of in that gray area of okay well i'm not in college anymore and I don't have sports anymore, and I don't play adult rec leagues. Like, if you're a soccer player or a basketball player or a baseball player, you know, are you playing rec league softball? Are you playing rec league soccer inside? You know, are you playing rec league basketball or anything like that just to stay active and stay in the sport? Some of us drop out completely, and then we wonder why we gain weight, and it's like, oh, well, you know, we blame sports. Well, yes. But we were also young and our metabolisms were a little bit more faster <laughs> back then. So we have to supplement different lifestyle changes, which is definitely nutrition, lifting, rec league sports, stuff like that. And since we don't play on teams anymore, since I'm a huge team guy and I like to compete with other people, uh, I found myself just sitting here 
and I needed an option to compete with myself. And it's hard to do that. It's very hard to do that because sometimes we just get stuck in our heads and we just stop. We just stop everything because we just think everything is over when sports are over, right? The closest thing we get to is fantasy football uh, for some of us. So I needed to compete with myself. I, I crave competition. I crave failure and success a lot, maybe too much if you listen to this podcast or if you know me uh, personally, but that's how I tick. That's how I roll. And um, we're going to explain now what what we did first when I started working with Jocelyn. So she had me track about two to three weeks of my eating on my fitness pal. So I paid for uh, the, subs- the yearly subscription. I think it's like 20 bucks a year, 15 bucks a year, something like that. And I tracked all of that to just see where I was. She just wanted to know where I was, what I was eating. There was no goal, no macros, nothing like that. She just wanted to see how I was eating. And uh, I also filled out a Google uh, sheet as well, which we will go into a little bit more later. I realized how little I was actually eating for my own body weight per day. I think when I started with her, I think I was more around 170-ish, like skimming 169, 170. Um but just in general, like I looked at my daily eating and it was horrible. Like I was eating a big breakfast. I ate maybe like a banana or something in between, maybe a protein shake if I had time at work and um, a light lunch and like just a light dinner. Like I was barely eating over what I should be doing. Um, And it gradually built, which we'll go into. I eventually started eating over 3,000 calories a day and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not going to get into all those statistics. We're going to try to stay on the track of just lifestyle changes here. Um, we discussed my goal, which was 180 pounds. When I was 170, I thought it was pretty attainable <laughs> by the end of the year. If I was going to gain like a half pound a month or a pound a month, something, or sorry, sorry, a half pound a week or like a pound every two weeks, something like that. And I thought it was going to be easier than what I initially thought. That's just how it was. And I filled out a questionnaire that would help her set up all my Excel sheet stuff with calories, macros, you know, food suggestions, recipe suggestions. She literally gave me all the tools. I just needed to use them. And I was ready for it. And I was excited. And she provided me with a lot of opportunity to try new foods and get into stuff. I got into avocados. I've never eaten avocados in my entire life unless it was guac when I was at like a Mexican restaurant. But the love I have for avocados now, it's insane because I wasn't eating enough uh, healthy fats. And I didn't want to rely on peanut butter and almonds and stuff like that and oils. So, you know, just one of the recommendations she made was avocados. And they have done wonders for healthy fats and weight gain and stuff like that and if you don't want to gain weight if you're trying to lose weight it doesn't matter Um, there's no certain food or not that helps gain or lose weight it's just what fits in with your calories in versus calories out in your macros let me just say that right now Um, that's all so yes I did pay for the MyFitnessPal app but it has been literally the single greatest tool for me this past year truly like honestly, truly, um, it has been the complete roadmap of everything that I have worked for. And I couldn't have done it on some free app that a lot of people use. Uh, My Fitness Pal is extremely easy to read. It's extremely easy to uh, just scan barcodes to get food. Like if I if I pick up a protein shake at you know Getgo or Sheets, 
I can scan the barcode in my fitness pal and it adds it. All the macros are right, this and that are right. You know, I don't have to work to plug in every single little number. Like it's just not how it is. Um, unless I go to a restaurant and there's no info in my fitness pal, like if it's a mom and pop restaurant and it's not like you know, Burgatory or Emiliano's, like a chain restaurant of some sort, Olive Garden could be one. All of that stuff has actual dinner and regular food menus already programmed in MyFitnessPal. So all you have to do is search Olive Garden or Chipotle or Moe's, and they have all of the servings on there for you. Like, it's extremely easy, guys. It's so easy. The hardest part is just clicking the button and tracking your food. That's where a lot of people fail. Um, my fitness pal gets a lot of backlash so I did some research and I'm not gonna spend a lot of time just talking about my fitness pal just because that's not the basis of this podcast it's just the tool that I use that Jocelyn gave me uh, so I'm just I just took some notes on a couple main points that people complained about and some were saying it's time consuming well no shit it's time consuming <laughs> That's the, that's the point. You're supposed to track your food. You're supposed to be consistent and persistent with doing what you need to do so your nutritionist or dietitian can help you. The more you help yourself, the more someone can help you, and it's easier for them to help you. So obviously, I don't agree with that one because that's the basis of using the app. It is time-consuming. You need to track your food based on your goal. Um, this may encourage obsession, I guess. I guess people can become obsessed with tracking their food to the every minute detail, but here's a counterpoint. Let me play devil's advocate with you real quick. If it's encouraging obsession, who on the other side of the coin is pushing you to be that obsessed with this app, especially when it comes to lifestyle changes? What example is that setting for you if you're obsessed with this app and not changing your lifestyle. So basically, if you if you become obsessed with MyFitnessPal, you are dependent on tracking your food. You are dependent on making sure you have every little thing in there. That's the wrong approach. And I truly believe that comes down to who you're working with. If you're trying to do it yourself, yeah, you may become obsessed. You have no one there keeping you accountable. You have no one saying, hey, just go have fun. Or hey, don't worry about it. You missed a couple days of eating. Hey, that's all right. That's what Jocelyn did for me. She treated this process and journey as a lifestyle approach and not a MyFitnessPal approach. All we did was use this app as a tool. We didn't use it as the the you know only thing that measured my success. We measured my success on obviously gaining weight, but also making sure I was still having fun with my friends, making sure I was still having fun with family, you know, eating pizza, eating ice cream, getting a little dirty in my diet every now and then, uh, aside from the whole foods that we focused on and things of uh, that nature. But she made this a lifestyle approach because I have a very busy job with work, and if I pull a 10-hour day and I miss a meal, okay, you know, shit happens. That's okay. I was not obsessed with making sure I get every little piece of food in me every single day. If I missed a meal or I was a couple hundred calories off my goal for that day, you know what? Okay, we take it on the chin and we keep moving. That's Jocelyn's motto of how she coaches and that's how I am. So we blended very well together when it came to understanding where we were both at and what we both expected of each other. 
and it was awesome. So uh, the next one for my fitness pal is people may try to still hit calories when they're full. Okay, well, if that's your goal and your nutritionist or dietitian has you hitting those, uh, first of all, you got to trust them. Second of all, for me, gaining weight, I don't give a shit if I was full or not. And I'm going to talk about the mental and physical toll it took on my body doing this type of stuff. But you guys got to understand that even when you're full, your body may just be adapting to what you're trying to do. So if you're trying to gain weight, fellas or ladies, you're going to have to get used to feeling a little full every now and then and making sure you push those last calories if you can. Sometimes I come home and pass out on the couch at 8.30 and I don't wake up the next morning till 6. Great, I just slept through dinner. I just slept through my nighttime snack that I needed to get in before bed. Okay, you go back to the drawing board and you try to get it in the next day and the next day and three more days after that. And if you fail again after five or six days, okay, you get back on the horse. Um, so when it comes to people, you know, not being able to hit calories when they're full or still trying, I think it's a load of bullshit. I think it's just being disciplined on what you need to do, not always what you want to do and trusting the process. Um, it's a little harsh, but... You know, that's how I live. That's how I was raised, and it's worked out pretty well so far. <laughs> okay, so last one, uh, not relying on intuitive eating. Um, okay, I understand that one. Intuitive eating for me means that you don't really have a goal in mind. Uh, like if you're trying to gain weight like me, yes, I need to stick to a schedule. I need to stick to, okay, I need to hit this X amount per day. I need to at least get up to this X amount per day of protein or calories or carbs, fats, whatever it is, fiber. Um, and if I don't, like I said, you take it on the chin and go, but I think intuitive eating to me is a lot more like, okay, I'll eat if I feel hungry or okay, you know, I'll eat this if I feel like it or if my body's telling me to eat it. There's a time and a place for that. There really is. But when you're paying somebody and you have goals to meet, whether you feel like it or not, a lot of times, you need to get your ass up and eat the food. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to stop eating the extra food and listen to your coach. If they're restrict you know, if you go down by a hundred calories or two hundred calories per week and you know you're still eating late at night because that's just what your body wants you to do, you know, cut the shit you're backtracking yourself and you're not trusting your coach and what they're doing for you and if it's not working well then get a new coach but intuitive eating to me is kind of like when you're on vacation and uh you know you don't really have a plan for anything and you're just eating whenever you feel like it right <laughs> so um i don't take kindly to intuitive eating a lot if you're goal oriented but if you don't really have a goal then okay cool you know just roll with it so all of this is irrelevant if you just stick to your goal and trust your coach in the process. It's as easy as that, guys. If not, uh, it sounds like a you problem, <laughs> okay? That's the easiest way I'm going to say it. I know, again, it's maybe a little harsh, but that's just how it is. Uh, it was super easy to scan barcodes of food, like I said, to log and adjust servings. I usually eat the same things every single day, so I was able to create meals inside my fitness pal where it adds all the foods you want with just one click. It just adds all of it for you, and it made it super easy while I was at work because I'm busy a lot, and I don't have time to sit there and plug and play with everything. 
Um, it also tracks micronutrients a lot, like fiber, which was a huge focus for me, especially with gaining weight and bloating. That was a big thing for us. So I started, you know, adding in more vegetables and adding in some apple cider vinegar in the morning. It helped immensely because the last thing I want to feel during the day while I'm coaching at work and moving weights around and lifting things is feel bloated or heavy or just, you know, blah, right? So the first couple months, they were very discouraging and depressing. They really were. Uh, I went from 170 to 164. So I actually lost six pounds, which felt like I basically dug a deeper hole for myself. (laughs) And it was, I was worried. I told Jocelyn straight up, like I was very worried. And uh, she just calmed me down. She told me to relax. She explained what was going on in my body about adapting and the body adjusting to the new calories and stuff like that. And sometimes we do lose a little bit of weight. And um, getting back to 170 felt like literally moving mountains. And I was really getting discouraged from seeing low numbers on the scale. I weighed myself every Saturday or Sunday, and I would turn in a food log on my Google Excel sheet, and I would answer questions, you know, how were my bowel movements? How were my eating? How was my water intake? How was this and that? And I had to fill out all my macros and calories per day. It's a lot of work, guys, but we got to make it work. And like I said, the more you help yourself and the more detail you keep yourself to, uh, the better off your coaches can help you as well. And we kicked it up a notch. Obviously, we had to because we're like, okay, we don't want to drop any more. I felt horrible. And uh, she wanted my carb and fat intake to increase a good amount. You know, I was hitting all my protein, but we had to go back to the drawing board and kind of adjust what we were doing. And that's just how it was. And I was a little hesitant because my entire life, I was used to being light and thin and fast and athletic. And uh, I just started to feel that sloshy or bloated feeling when I would be at work giving me the impression that I was, you know, fat. I'll just be straight up. Like, I felt fat some days, but I really wasn't. It was just my body getting used to carrying the extra weight. And that's just something Jocelyn told me, and she reassured me, and she goes, just wait, you know, make sure your water is up, make sure you get your veggies in, stuff like that. And it really worked. It really, really worked. And this has all happened, you know, now that we're eight months to almost a year in, um, and I've hit 180, and that was our goal, Like looking back on all this, it's just short-term discomfort. That's all it is. And although it takes a mental and physical toll, um, it was completely worth it. And the mental toll was crazy. There was a lot of days where, you know, I worked late, but I still had to make a big dinner for myself and get all my calories and fats and carbs in. Like literally sit there. Are you willing to, even when you're tired, meal prep, cook food, get snacks together, prep for the next day. There were a lot of days I'd be packing my lunch and cooking ground beef at 10 o'clock at night just so I could make sure I had my lunch for the next day just so I didn't go and get something that wasn't good or you know, setting myself up for success with my snacks because snacks can make all the difference. They really do. So it was a, it was a large mental toll. Um, I was depressed for the first couple months because I was so skinny and frail and I didn't know how to eat and I was worried because I felt fat all the time and it gave me anxiety. It really did. I was nasty. (laughs) You can ask my family and friends. Like I was nasty because I just was so, uh, I was just blinded by the possibilities that were about to unfold because I was just focusing on how I felt that day. But when it comes to the physical toll as well, you know, it is a lot of eating it's a lot. And if you're not ready for that, don't do it. But 
if you are willing to stay the course and just trust your coach like I trusted Jocelyn, it makes a world of difference. A world of difference. Um, there were a lot of days where I would go to bed and I would miss meals and there'd be a couple days on end where I would miss my calories completely and you know I lost a pound or I would lose a half a pound and it was never a situation where Jocelyn and I were worried we were just like okay take it for what it is make sure you get your meals in and let's get back and guess what like if I was at 175 and our goal was 176 by the end of the month uh, guess what I had to make sure I strung together a couple solid weeks of eating and that's my job that was my job to meal prep it was my job to get everything I could together uh, even when I was exhausted from work exhausted from the gym you know how much are you willing to prepare yourself on a Saturday or Sunday you're just gonna sit there and it was tough during football season because I didn't want to do shit <laughs> but there were nights where I cooked two to three pounds of ground beef on a Sunday night there were times where I cooked about six pounds of chicken on a on a Sunday night that's just what you gotta do so as long as you know what you're willing to do and you take it as your duty especially if you're forking out money to someone you're wasting your own money if you're paying a coach and then you're a lazy ass and don't do shit. That's on you. That's not on anyone else. So as long as you keep yourself accountable, especially when you're using your own money, um, it makes the world a difference. It kind of kicks your work ethic into overdrive and uh, kind of puts your, not your life on the line. I think that's a little, little too uh, extreme. But hey, with money being tight for a lot of us younger adults, uh, it pretty much is. We want to know where our money is going. We want to know our money is uh, working itself into fruition. And that's how we like it. That's just how we are. And that's what has happened working with Jocelyn. So the mental toll was uh, definitely very taxing uh, the first probably five months. But after that, once I hit 170 again and things just started to gradually climb, I hit a roadblock around 175 and we had to adjust my calories a little bit and my macros and we do that every week so when I would gain about two to three pounds we would go into a maintenance stage for about a week or two where we would drop uh, my carbs and fat and drop my calories uh, about 200 and then we would increase my protein like right now I'm sitting at 180 and Jocelyn increased my protein to 192 so I have to eat 192 grams of protein a day we could look at that and say, wow, that's a lot. But once you get a routine down and you know what's fueling you and you know what works for you, it becomes so easy. And guys, there's just too much research out there. There's too many recipes. There's too many ways to get all your food in. You know, stop thinking it's just bland, chewy chicken and rice because it's not. Um, I know a lot of friends that utilize crock pots and air fryers like it's their damn job. And those things work wonders. Start learning how to use an oven. Bake things in bulk. Bake veggies in bulk in the oven and use those as your meal prep. That's what I used to do in South Carolina, right? I have a little bit more time now to make veggies more fresh on the daily, so I choose that route. I choose to cook. Cooking is very therapeutic for me, so it makes the meal prep process that much more enjoyable. And even though I'm dead tired after working a 9 or 10 hour day at work at 9 o'clock at night and I haven't eaten dinner yet, guess what? I'm standing there like a zombie cooking because it's therapeutic. It's a way for me to wind down during the day and I can go to bed knowing I got my food in. Just how it is. We got to make it work with what we're dealt. Okay. 
<laughs> thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I said, guys, it's a job. Gaining weight or losing weight, it's a job. Tracking, it's a job. It can You can choose for it to be a full-time job or you can choose for it to be a part-time job depending on how much work you're willing to put in to prepare yourself. If you prepare yourself well, it'll be like a part-time job. It'll be fun, okay? It won't be as demanding. Live your life. Don't be obsessed with the app if you choose to go this route for losing or gaining weight. Um, nothing will get over calories in versus calories out. That's just what it is, all right? Push your limits. Be uncomfortable. How far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to feel? If you don't want to feel a little uncomfortable right out of the gate for a couple months, great, don't do it. I'm just going to be very blunt with all of you. That's how I've treated you guys since day one on this podcast. Um, do it or don't. Try it. Because if you start giving your money out, do your research, talk with the nutritionist. I trust Jocelyn with a lot of things. And she knows that. I trust her with my mental health. I trust her with my physical health. And she has been nothing but the most amazing person to me. And the most amazing coach. I've done it without her. Okay, guys, I'm going to close out today. Um, I think I went over everything and touched on everything pretty well. Like I said, we're not getting into data, anything like that. I just want you guys to know it's possible. It's a lifestyle change. It's a job. And like we talked about before, whether it's long or long, losing or gaining weight, excuse me, uh, this is a full-time job that your body depends on. And it depends on you to show up whether you like it or not. And it's not easy. Some days you're going to feel heavy, uncomfortable, frustrated, depressed, whatever it is. Uh, this is a true test to see if uh, you could stay the course. And this was a true test to me if I could stay the course. Sure, I was a captain in high school for hockey. Sure, I moved to South Carolina on a 33K salary that was complete shit in a tourist town and I barely had any money to live on. Yeah, that's scary. That was a test to myself. This was a test to myself as well to see if I could stay the course without anyone besides me and Jocelyn. I had to trust her as my coach. I never used creatine, BCAAs, greens powders. Um, my diet got a little dirty towards the end just to get over that 180 mark. And now we're maintaining with some whole foods and good stuff. That's just how it is. We did it the right way um, with just pure intention and grit. She pulled me out of a dark place. Uh, and she, I, I am confident in saying that uh, she kind of saved me in a way. You know, she was saving me from myself because I was just pissed off and frustrated with myself about being between 168 and 170 pounds. Then I dropped down to 164. We used that as our starting point, and now we're at 180. It takes time. Adjust your finances, adjust your lifestyle. It's calories in versus calories out. That's the only way. And from there, it's just patience and persistence. All it is, guys. I'm so happy I could come on here and share my quick story uh, from what's been going on behind the covers th this past year. Um, I'm excited to update you guys about the book like I did at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, there's a lot of work to do. And, you know, it's just all of this is just crazy and it's amazing. And I feel amazing. My body is used to carrying the extra weight now. And I feel stronger, I feel faster, I feel more athletic than I ever did in high school. And it just takes time to adjust to. All it is. And guess what? Genetics may not work on your side for right now if you're like 18, 20, 21, you know, 22 maybe. 
but uh, I felt like I was ready to push the envelope when you know I moved home and I had some extra money. I felt like it was the right time, and I couldn't have asked for a better coach. So if you want to hit up Jocelyn, she is on Instagram. It's Jocelyn LeMay. Um, her brand is Tamed Nutrition, T-A-M-E-D, Nutrition, and from there you could probably navigate and find her. So if you're interested in working with her, uh, let me know and I can let her know and I can connect you guys. Or like I told you, you can just go to her page and send her a message. She is absolutely amazing. She cares about the details. She cares about how you feel on a daily and weekly basis. And she is one of the most outgoing and genuine people I've ever met. So without further ado, we're going to end there, guys. And I hope you enjoy your Saturday, enjoy your weekend, and I will see you when I see you. I'm glad I could get back on the mic here and share some info with you guys. I love doing this for all of you. Education always wins, especially when it comes from someone's own personal accounts. We'll see you on the next episode.